Welcome to Public Safety Talk Radio, the podcast for all of our heroes of public safety, including law enforcement professionals, firefighters, EMTs, corrections officers, healthcare workers, and more. The show is produced by the POCUA and is founded upon its soundness initiative. This episode is also sponsored by the POCUA, a consortium of financial institutions serving law enforcement, as well as other first responders and public safety professionals. Always remember, if you aren't banking with a POCUA credit union, you're just working with an institution that just so happens to serve public safety professionals, and you deserve better. I am Ken Bader, your host for Public Safety Talk Radio with our season finale. We're wrapping this first season up. Uh, I've been very, very pleased with the traction that we have gotten from the podcast in terms of subscribers, viewers, as well and most importantly as feedback. So I am really excited about what 2021 will have in store for season two. But I've invited a couple of guests to join me. And the one guest that I do have definitely today is one of our best guests. It's Rhonda Y. Williams, the stress-free leader. Uh, as you may remember from episode 23, she's not only a healthcare executive, but also does some great things in terms of emotional intelligence for, for law enforcement. So if anybody can wrap this season up with me and talk about the challenges public safety professionals are going to have in 2020. 21 and how we can deal with that. It's Rhonda. Rhonda, welcome back. Thank you so much, Ken. It's great. It's a pleasure to be back with you. <laughs> it is awesome to have you back. And you know what? It's funny because I think we even mentioned at the end of uh, episode 23 that I reserved the right to bring you back. And <laughs> it's just a couple weeks later. So that's awesome. It's great. I had no idea it was going to be so soon. But I welcome it. <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll even lead it off on season two and we'll have you on. We'll call it the Rhonda and Ken show and just be done with it. Oh, man. See, you're starting something now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's been many a podcast that have been created like that. But uh, I want to talk about 2021. It, it's going to be a challenging year. At least that's my opinion. Um, I even semi-joke with, with some of my colleagues in business is that I, I expect 2021 at least to be some type of ridiculous COVID hangover recession with other things going on. I, I'm very encouraged with the vaccine coming out. Um, as of today, I actually saw an ICU nurse get the very first Pfizer vaccine, I believe it was on the news, which I think is awesome. Uh, but we've got uh, new people in the White House. We got vaccines that are coming out. We still have a ton of challenges in 2021. What do you see as what the future is going to hold for public safety professionals, for healthcare professionals like yourself, for uh, law enforcement and other public safety professionals out there? Yeah, it's a really great question, Ken. You know, from Sort of my vantage point, I really think that there, you are absolutely right, there will still be so many challenges facing us, right? Because we've got a vaccine. However, I don't know where you are on the list, but I'm not at the top of the list for receiving the vaccine, which means there are many millions of Americans that will still be potentially um, able to be exposed. 
uh, to this without having the safety of the vaccine. So we've got all of that and it probably won't be um, to mid to late next year before the large majority of folks are actually vaccinated. Uh, and so that's quite a bit that can happen between now and then. Uh, so we've definitely got that to deal with. We also have just We've got, as uh, sort of you and I were chatting, we've got new folks in the, the White House. And so, you know, we've got that as an issue. And I do see trust and trust building in the community um, as a key initiative uh, for anyone involved in the public. Not only does that include law enforcement, you know, um, the firefighters that you serve, the healthcare community, you know, healthcare community used to be one of the most trusted um, groups of people in our community. That's now not so much the case because there's a lot of information, misinformation, folks don't know what to believe. So I think we all have a lot of work to do to build trust in our communities um, and, and so that we are better able to serve each other. Yeah, you kind of alluded to um, the divisiveness out there, divisiveness you know, towards the law enforcement profession, the, um, what's the word, the distrust among some um, towards science and, and healthcare. Um, I know people personally that, that think very negatively towards the vaccine. Um, and even being quite conservative myself, I don't quite understand that. Um, if you want to stick my arm right now and give me a vaccine, I'll take it. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I believe in the science, plus, plus I own stock in Pfizer, so this is awesome. Um, <laughs> but but what, do you, what do you say to, the, what is the cure to this divisiveness? I mean, I don't even really care who's in the White House right now. I just, I just want you know, law enforcement families to be able to live their lives. I want healthcare professionals to be able to you know, get home safely as well and not have some of the ridiculousness uh firefighters probably still have it good except for getting uh actually obviously being exposed to the virus at yeah. times yeah everybody still loves firefighters but <laughs> <laughs> what what are your thoughts on that how do how do we get past this divisiveness in 2021 oh my goodness so it's really interesting that so much misinformation has just flooded our society, right? Our world in general. We started with, oh, social media is a great thing, right? We can connect with family miles away. And now we've got, is this article I'm reading real, right? <laughs> is it valid? Is it scientifically based? Is it evidence-based? All of those questions that we've got to ask. But who has time for that, right? We don't have time for all of that. I cannot tell you I was sharing with my son yesterday, the number of um, posts that get shared to me that are just, I know that they're nonsense. I'm in the healthcare community. I live it every day and I'm getting these posts and because people want to give me quote a heads up, right? And I'm thinking, no, please don't share that. It's so not true. So we've got that to deal with. Um, but I think at the end of the day, regardless of who you are, what your opinion is, what your belief is, we as a society can disagree without being disagreeable. Yeah. We can disagree without being disagreeable. I can totally not believe what you believe, Ken, but that doesn't make you the devil, 
right? I mean, I, I, I feel like these days, if we disagree with each other, then all of a sudden, some, you're part of some satanic group or something. And I'm like, wait, 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 it doesn't have to be that bad. So somehow, normal, everyday Americans, normal, everyday uh, service professionals, uh, those of us that are in service to the community, we've got to get to a point where we say, I don't really agree with that, but I still respect you as a human being. It's your right to have that opinion. There is no law against crazy, right? And so, <laughs> and so, and that's okay. And be able to then truly let it go and be okay with it, not to harbor ill will and ill feet. And frankly, that's where my work in emotional intelligence comes in because yeah. that's how I help people do that, right? How do you say to someone, like you're totally off your rocker and I don't believe that and you're spreading the lies. You go to emotional intelligence and you say, but what is redeeming about this person? They're passionate about something. They're not trying to hurt anyone. They really think that they're doing the right thing and you can start from that foundation and move forward. Yeah. Yeah, I've had a number of conversations in 2020 about so many things. And what's interesting to me is whether it's in the law enforcement circle or business or public safety or, or even even uh, the podcast circle, it's interesting how every arena I'm blessed to play in is steers itself, it seems, towards a particular opinion or slant, and they're right. all, all very different. Uh, but in some of these conversations, I actually find myself going in about five or 10 minutes. I said, you know, we're actually a lot closer in opinion than what you think, but we're choosing to concentrate on this 10 to 20 percent where we just don't agree rather than this 80 percent where it's just logic and we both are on the same page yeah how, how do we get to that 80 <laughs> percent instead of instead of focusing on that one thing where because you don't agree with this you know i, I got a real problem with you <laughs> You know, it's so interesting because we are much more alike than we are different, right? Most of us want the, the, there's a common core set of values and belief that all of us have, right? We want to be safe. We want our communities to be safe. We want our children to have opportunities. We want to have opportunities. We want to be productive, contributing members of society, right? We want everyone to go home safe at night, right? There are a core set of values and belief that we all share. Um, and again, when the ego starts to get involved, when, and we sometimes get conditioned for this, right? Because we are hearing chatter that if these people don't believe this, then they can't be for you. They can't be on the same page as you. So we've got to be a little bit more discerning as individuals, as collective groups to be able to say, number one, are you really hearing what's being said? Or are you hearing what you think you want to hear? Right? Mm -hmm. Are you hearing what's being said? And then can you take what you heard and apply it to those core beliefs? Right? Because at the end of the day, even if I don't agree with you, I know that you want your family safe and I want mine safe too. So how do we start there and move forward together? And uh, there are some things we're not going to agree on and that's okay. We'll agree to disagree and be happy, you know, proceed on happily. Um, but I do think that we've got to be able to 
one of the things I teach is, are you looking through your own lens mm -hmm. or are you able to step back and look through someone else's vantage point? Because if you do, then one main thing comes into play, empathy, yeah. right? Because then you can empathize. You may not believe that this group has any redeeming value, but if you shift to their viewpoint and try to see where they're coming from, all of a sudden you can go, yeah, I can see how it would suck if that happened to you, right? I can see how this is not the path that you think is important. And if you can do that, then you can get to a different place other than a stone wall, right? Yeah. And just putting out the brick wall around yourself going, you know what, you're, you're just ridiculous and, and crazy and this is all nonsensical and, you know, I don't want any part of it. I can say, gosh, I understand how that must be tough if that's where you are, if that's been your experience. And now given that, here's what I want, here's what you want. What can we do from there? We may only be able to take one step forward together today. Maybe tomorrow we take two. Here's another problem. We want the whole enchilada all at once. It's like, it's, it's all or bust, right? So if we can't get to the big grand solution all today, then see, it's all nonsense. I told you we couldn't do it. But we are a country of nuance. We are a country that needs small steps. It was designed that way. Why else would you create a, a country with two competing parties? Because we are <laughs> meant to put the brakes on each other, right? So step by step, that's all we need. We need incremental process. We don't need the whole kit and caboodle all at once. Now a word from our sponsor, the Police Officers Credit Union Association. The POCUA can suggest a credit union that serves public safety professionals in practically every state in the country. One state we definitely have covered is California. The police credit union serves all law enforcement personnel and their civilian co-workers, including volunteers within California, employed by any municipal, county, state, or federal agency or special district. They also serve firefighters, EMTs, and court employees in nine counties within the state. The Police Credit Union has proudly been serving first responders since 1953. For more information about the Police Credit Union, go to thepolicecu.org or call 800-222-1391. To find an institution to serve you in any of the other 49 states, go to policecreditunions.com. And always remember, if you aren't banking with a POCUA credit union, you're just working with an institution that just so happens to serve public safety professionals and you deserve better. I, I will admit that one of my biggest problems, um, which I continually try to work on, which goes to emotional intelligence, um, which the lack of such has gotten me into trouble big time, <laughs> you know, especially 20 years ago. Um, but many times I find myself in in unnecessary debates with the need to be right personally yeah. um, ra rather than to find an actual solution and what's interesting to me is that in in the unfortunate and in highly horrific event of 9-11 we all seem to kind of rally around uh, one cause. Um, and I was hoping that that might happen with COVID and that hasn't happened. 
if, if anything, it was one more thing to contribute to the divisiveness, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which uh, which I don't quite understand. But uh, but I want to tap into to two pieces and areas of expertise that you have. Um, one from healthcare and one from your work with law enforcement. What do you think is going to be the biggest challenge for our public safety friends in healthcare? And what do you think is going to be the biggest challenge for our public safety friends in law enforcement in 2021? And how do we overcome that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so for healthcare, you know, I think one of the biggest challenges that we have ahead of us is, is again, it's about rebuilding the trust. Because if we can't, if we don't have trust, it's really difficult to serve your patients. For instance, I have a couple of friends that are physicians and, you know, and so they're making recommendations, but everyone is skeptical. Their recommendation is to get the vaccine, right? Um, but there's a lot of folks out there that... <laughs> I got one article that said that all the nanites or something in the vaccine were going to send information back to the government and they'll always be able to know where you are or something crazy like that, right? And so, in effect, people are afraid to take the vaccine. Um, it is a well-documented fact that people of color have been experimented on in the past. That's documented. It's not up for debate they're afraid they don't want to take the vaccine and so how do we keep up everyone safe and be able to move forward if there is so much mistrust so we have a lot of work to do we have to and here's how we get over that we have to listen and we have to be able to respond with empathy and compassion and not with well that's just a stupid idea right <laughs> even if you think it's a stupid idea You've got to be able to respond with empathy and respond to the specific concerns. Because oftentimes, when you think that someone is saying something that's absolutely ridiculous, you stop listening. Yeah. Now you can't respond in a way that they need to hear it. So there's two ways to respond. There's responding in the way that you just want to respond because you have a point that you need to get out. But then there's what I call outcomes-based communication. Outcomes-based communication to me means, what is your objective here? Mm -hmm. and, and when you identify that objective, that's how you communicate. You communicate in the way that's going to move you towards your objective and not away from it. Mm -hmm. So when I was a chief nursing officer and I was running the largest department in a hospital, um, I knew how to communicate in a way that would let someone know either you leave and find another bus to get on, or I am going to help you leave, right? I know how to communicate that way. However, if my goal is coaching for improvement, my communication strategy is very different, right? So it's coaching for outcomes. And we in the public sector um, really have to get, I think right now, very good at that. Do you want this person to take the vaccine? If so, you've got to go down a certain path with them. Right, you've got to take their hand and you've got to go with them. You've got to help them understand, I hear you. I see that how that could be concerning to you. Um, and here's what I know to be true based on my experience. So that's what I see from healthcare is we've got to do the, the work of rebuilding that. At the same time, we are keeping our team safe because they are exhausted, you know, and they are frustrated. They're worried about their own families. They're worried about themselves contracting COVID while they're caring for everyone else. 
And so um, we've got a lot of work to do to make sure that we build our trust in our teams and keep them safe while we're helping them keep the community safe. So that's sort of the healthcare side of things. Yeah. Um, on the law enforcement side, I think it's not very different in terms of number one, we being able to know your community because every community is different. And so what you know about your community and informs the way that you're able to serve them. And so if you are in a diverse community, what are you hearing from them, right? What are you hearing if you're in a, that diverse community? Not do you agree with what you're hearing? Because there's a difference. What are you hearing? And then again, how can you be the group that's leading the way forward in a way that is allowing um, progress to be made for everyone involved. It's not about whether you agree with them. It is what are you hearing? And then what are you doing to support movement that you need to get, that we all need to get to together? And again, it goes back to um, if you don't have trust, you can't hear people. Right, so it's really important um, that I work on building that trust. And how do I do that? I do that by saying, I'm not here to pass judgment on you. You know, I'm here to listen. Here's why this is important because we have these common shared goals and values and we want to move forward together because I need my team to be safe in law enforcement. We want the, to keep the community safe, but we can only do that in partnership. It is impossible to do it if we are constantly battling each other. And so again, outcomes-based communication, taking steps to elevate the emotional intelligence of all of our law enforcement teams. It doesn't mean that you don't have emotional intelligence. It simply means yep. that can we get a little bit better? Can we add a little bit more to our departments using emotional intelligence? So when I talk to someone that's like, oh, my emotional intelligence is good. I got that on lock. I'm thinking, <laughs> no, you're the one that needs emotional intelligence, right? Because we all have opportunity for improvement. So that's sort of what I see from the two sides. Yeah. Uh, excellent synopsis, Rhonda. Um, there was absolutely nothing that I disagree with on that. Um, and couldn't have said it better. So I'll take credit for it for, for listening and not interrupting you and having you on. Um, I, I am not always the most positive person. Um, I call myself a realist, but I do believe that, uh, which is not a character for me, I do believe that we have opportunity in 2021. Uh, maybe it doesn't come till the fourth quarter. Uh, maybe it doesn't come until things, you know, really settle down that people that will actually take the vaccine, take the vaccine, that, that, that people that need to have discussions in communities with police officers have those, have those discussions. Uh, but I really do think that we have an opportunity if we can get past the emotion to create something that isn't the same um, that may be different, but, uh, but may very well be better for everybody, uh, including Absolutely. our public safety professionals. Um, and I will say as well, on a personal note, having had uh, a COVID-19 uh, scare, if you will, in my family, uh, and my father-in-law is, is still in the hospital with COVID-19, mm -hmm. I have been extremely impressed 
Um, and I'm hard to impress, by the way. Uh, I have been extremely impressed from the EMTs to mm -hmm. the uh, hospital workers to the, the doctors. And not just simply the level of care in what is a really trying time, uh, but the updates and the information on exactly what is being done, whether it's from Desivir or steroids or uh, plasma or what have you, it's been extremely uh, high level. Uh, yep. if, if you have to have COVID, which I wouldn't recommend, <laughs> um, yeah, the, uh, the, the healthcare professionals and public safety professionals that I've seen personally in that realm have been ridiculously top-notch. Um, so, so kudos to, to all of you. Uh, especially since I am one that would be one of the first to call you out <laughs> if something if something bad happened because that's just who I am. Uh, but such excellent care, so I had to, to put that in there. Any any parting thoughts on 2021, Rhonda, and things that you see and things that could be done from from your unique uh, areas of expertise? Yeah, so I would definitely say, number one, our healthcare community is doing the work of angels. You know, they are working so hard and um, should absolutely be commended for just the tirelessness. Um, you know, I've talked to uh, leaders who say, you know what, my team is exhausted and now some of them are getting sick. And so, and then, but they are always focused on how quickly can I come back so I can continue the fight and continue the work of caring for others. So that is to be commended. The one thing I would say um, as we move to wrap up is emotional intelligence is really important part of this. Emotional intelligence is not the absence of emotion. Emotional intelligence is the happy intersection between logic and emotion. It is not letting your emotion run away with you because it will. There's a little thing that we have called the amygdala. It is your emotional control center. It likes, likes to hijack us and it will run away and tell you, stay back. I got this. But when it, when it has it, typically the temperature is turned up, right? Because that's what it does. And it actually literally blocks your neocortex, which is where your logical centers are from, from getting involved. And it's like, stay back. What we have to do is we have to do a couple things. Number one, the buckets of emotional intelligence begin with self-awareness. So for every single one of your listeners out there, for all of those leaders that I coach and I interact with, I always say start with self-awareness because the tendency is to look outward at everybody else because we need to fix those people, right? We need to fix them because they're the problem. When really, all you need to do is fix you. Yeah. It starts by fixing you and that gives you a starting point because if you become more aware, if you become able to manage your emotions in the moment, then regardless of what anyone else is doing, you have an amazing ability to navigate and control the situation around you just by what you do. So that would be definitely one thing that I would recommend for everybody going forward. Yeah, yeah, excellent advice. Uh, at the end of the day, you know, if you really think about it, you have a lot less control than you think you have. 
Okay. Uh, but the one thing you do have control over is yourself and how you react to things. Um, and that actually, uh, to use the Stephen Coveyism, uh, expands your circle of influence, if you will, as long as you concentrate on what you can control, which is yourself. So excellent advice. You are the perfect guest to wrap up season one with me because of your varying aspects of expertise and understanding of different sectors of the public safety realm, if you will. Uh, thank you for joining me again and remind our audience how they can best find you to tap into your expertise. Absolutely. So they can visit my website. Um, thestressfreeleader.net, thestressfreeleader.net. They can also, if you are out there and you have a, a tremendous amount of stress that you're dealing with and you want to know, number one, how you're showing up in the workplace, um, in business, and number two, a strategy for helping you, you can download a free ebook at uh, stressfreeleaders.com, stressfreeleaders with an S.com. So I am happy to connect with anyone, either on emotional intelligence or managing and decreasing stress and becoming a stress-free leader. Yeah, and we definitely need to decrease stress going into 21. Uh, Rhonda, thank you so much for, for coming on the show again. Always a pleasure to talk to you. I always learn so much, and I know my audience does as well. Uh, and thank you to all of you that have joined me for seasonal public safety talk radio. Uh, it's been a privilege for me. Uh, and I'm already looking forward to season two in 2021, uh, which I'm sure will have its own challenges um, and will have its own opportunities as well. So stay safe, stay well, and God bless. Public Safety Talk Radio is produced by the POCUA. POCUA is a consortium of financial institutions serving law enforcement as well as other first responders and public safety professionals. To learn more about our association and to find one of our credit unions or service providers near you, go to www.policecreditunions.com. And always remember, if you aren't working with one of our POCUA credit unions, you're just banking with an institution that just so happens to serve first responders. As a public safety professional, you and your family deserve better. Find a POCUA credit union today.